You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 31. Today is a semi-best-of episode plus improvement talking all about how to overcome imposter syndrome. So are you ready? Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services, and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Welcome back to another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And as per usual, I'm really excited to dive in today's episode. You ever have those moments where you've created a ton of content, you know that it's like really valuable and you're super excited and happy to get it out in front of your people. And then a couple of weeks go by and you watch it or you listen to it and you just wish that you had added, oh, I wish I had added this part. I wish I added this part. That's kind of what happened when I was evaluating some of the older content that I first produced when this podcast came out. It's hard to believe that there's already 31 episodes. And I'm saying that now just as just at 31 episode, imagine what that's going to be like when we get to 371 episodes. We'll look back and how many of these best of impromptu impromptu improvement episodes am I going to do? Who knows? But we're doing this one because it's a really important concept. And right now I can see it, especially in the marketing world. It's kind of this buzzword, imposter syndrome, and everyone's doing trainings on it. And I recognize that the, the ways or the steps that I had talked about in the earlier episode, which you can hear at the end of this introduction, are very valuable. And those are the types of steps that most people don't talk about. So I'm really proud of that training, but there were two more components to imposter syndrome and evaluating imposter syndrome that I think it's important to discuss, which is why I wanted to share it with you today in this best of series, but also this improvement or this, this, improvement on the best of series. Plus, <laughs> when I recorded this episode the first time, I'm looking at the video and I cringe every time because now that I'm saying it, you're going to notice it too. But in the video, my mic was not set up right. The I use the Blue Yeti and I know it sounds odd, but the front of the mic, is it's actually when the mic is standing up straight. So in the video, I have it pointing towards me because that's just intuitively what I thought, you know, a mic is supposed to do, but <laughs> not for the Yeti. And so I look at it every time and I'm like, no, plus I didn't have my cool screen uh, blocker. So it was, so it was pop, 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 popping every time I spoke. So I, so it was it was a little bit aggravating to me, so I, I wanted to upgrade this piece of content because it's so important. And now that I've said this, <laughs> you're going to listen to the back end of it and, and only hear now that I've just said that. I know that. I'm aware of it, but it's okay. It's still such valuable content that it's worth putting it out again because I think that oh, imposter syndrome, that that brain mechanism that is sends you fear signals, it's never going away. And so I feel like this, this concept and this, these feelings of imposter syndrome are really important to address. And so one of the enhancements that I wanted to go through when we're talking about imposter syndrome, because there's two more, and I think I touched upon it, but it's worth really diving into it, especially now. Because what I'm recognizing and noticing is a lot of people are starting to have these feelings of imposter syndrome as they watch more and more personal trainers, physical therapists enter the online space. And the truth of the matter is that personal training, fitness, health is changing. It's changing. And I don't think we're ever going back. 
And I don't think that that's a necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that we're going back in the way that we were before, meaning these virtual options, they are going to become more prominent. Once we're no longer living in this pandemic, people are still going to want the convenience. I'm not saying that in-person and, and facilities are completely going away because if you're anything like me, I will never leave my gym. I love my gym. I'm, I'm extremely extroverted. I miss having my being with people and, and, being, and being outside of the home. This something is very important to me. So I don't think that it's ever going away, but I do think that it's changing forever. It's going to be part of it. And so this is a good thing. It's a good thing. It means that there is more opportunity for you. But what happens when we get into imposter syndrome, we start to feel like, who am I to be doing this? The market is too saturated. Everybody else is doing it. Why me? Someone is better. And like I shared in that imposter syndrome episode, I have that I had that same feeling with my mentor when I was talking to when I was talking to James about you know why would someone learn from me when they can learn from you. And so what I've realized in my time since I recorded that imposter syndrome episode which I think is worth expanding upon is that it's not it's not about market saturation it's about market sophistication. Because more and more people are going to be coming into the markets into the market space and coming into the online space it it just it's not that part's not going away and so to me and in my mind i and what i tell my clients is that if you let imposter syndrome get the best of you that's fine it's, it's not to say like you need to squash those feelings down or that they're not important or that we can't evaluate them or we can't process them, but we have to move through them because if we don't move through them, somebody else will come to the space. And the truth of the matter is that chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are more qualified than the majority of people out there that are making a lot of money doing what you deserve to do. Now, that's not to say that they shouldn't make money or that they, that they don't deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. I believe in abundance and I believe that everybody can have and do whatever it is that they want. It's not about who's the smartest they should be making it. I just mean that you're just as qualified, if not more qualified. So therefore you do deserve to have the freedom and the business and the revenue that you want. And letting imposter syndrome win is only going to hold you back. And it's only going to keep the people who need you, your services, your story, your cues, your processes because they will be unique. They will be different. That's just doing those people a disservice if you don't put your content out there. If you don't put your work out there because you're afraid that somebody else's stuff is better or that you, who are you to be doing this, then the people who need you will continue to struggle. And so what we're really talking about is the difference between market sophistication and market saturation. So when people start to feel that imposter syndrome and start to feel like the market is saturated, all that means is that we have to get more sophisticated in our marketing and in our marketing message. So recognize that the brain triggers, the brain is always looking for grabbing attention. So you want to make sure that your content grabs attention. And then the brain is asking what is new, what is unique, and what is revolutionary. And in your content, when you can describe your stuff in those ways, you will start to set yourself apart in the marketplace. Because it's not about reinventing the wheel. I'm not, no one needs to reinvent the biomechanics of squats and nobody has to reinvent human movement. In fact, that's where I think a lot of people get into trouble because they're trying to reinvent the wheel instead of refining and mastering the basics. The same is true in marketing. 
your job becomes how can you position your work, your unique solution, because your story, your process, your experience is going to be 100% different than somebody else's. So your work becomes what makes my stuff different and how can I position it differently? And it's not about making any of the other options bad or wrong. It's about showing how your work is the best way right now in this moment for this specific person. So as more people enter the market space, your work becomes perfecting your messaging in your marketing and perfecting the messaging inside your sales system. And so if those feelings are coming up for you, and listen, they come up for me too, I'm going to say these things. I'm going to say mute, and I do say this in the later in the podcast, but mute, mute the people that are not building you up, that, may, are, that are making you feel a certain way. Just mute them. And recognize whenever you feel bad, you are experiencing pain. And pain isn't something that we need to avoid. So if you listen to that podcast from last week that we did with Lucy... She reminded me that pain doesn't mean we need to ignore it or, or, or pretend it's not there. In fact, it's the opposite. Pain means pay attention. And that's the same is true if it's physical or if it's in your heart or emotional pain, mental pain. It means pay attention. There's something there that means that there is a lesson to learn. So maybe that lesson is that you need to just spend some time differentiating yourself, thinking about what your uniqueness is, what you're bringing to the table that's different, how you're going to position your messaging. Because there's plenty to go around. It just comes down to the messaging and it comes down to the offer. Making sure that the offer is the right offer for the right person at the right time and showing them that there's no other option. Now, the second component of imposter syndrome that's coming up right now that I didn't talk about in specifically in when the first time that I created this podcast, but it came up when I started thinking about and evaluating what happened after my personal lunch in August didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. And so elements of imposter syndrome start to come up. So I think it's important to note it. And to remember, and I'm going to tell you now it's been, it's been a few weeks since we've gone through that. And so it's, it's given me some time to be away from it. When you're in the thick of it and you're in the thick of the launch, it can be hard to remember these points, but these points are essential. It is amazing to have goals and a vision, and it's important to have them. I'm a huge fan of having goals because if we don't know where we're going, and we don't have a plan designed specifically to get us there. That's like being on an airplane going from New York to LA without a, without, you know, without a direction, without a plan. And I would never get on that plane, would you? So while I think that it's important, there's also a paradox in it because it's important that we let it go. Once we set the goal, we have to let it go. And we can't get attached to the outcome. And listen, I'm saying this to you as much as I'm saying it to myself. This is not an easy task. Just like business is simple doesn't mean that it's always easy. Same with weight loss, fat loss, strength gains, any type of goal that we create for ourselves. It can often seem simple, but not be easy. And this is one of those examples. When we set these incredible goals that I think are important to set, and I often, you know, go for the stars, reach for it. But oftentimes, once we finally start getting things cooking and we build this machine, we build this sales system that works, it becomes a numbers game. And inside of my program, we talk a lot about that, about recognizing the metrics that matter and then improving the performance, being, a, being able to assess the results, and then improve the performance. But when you're in the thick of it, when we're talking about you know, financial gain and we're talking about people 
people's money being threatened, that can be scary. I get that. It means that the attachment is harder to let go of. Sometimes it can feel like there is a, there's different things at stake. It's different when, you know, especially as a mom, listen, I get this. I've got two kids in a very expensive private school and I get that they, and I got to feed the family. I have a mortgage to pay. I get it. It feels like it's a lot different. There are a lot of different stakes involved versus, you know, I can't get into my jeans. But that's my interpretation. That's my, that might not be your client's interpretation, right? That could be your client might be on the brink of surgery or not. So you know, it's one caveat, I'll give you that. But I get that, you know, when, when you're in the thick of it and you are feeling like, ah, oh, my money is at stake. I get that. I've been there. But the truth is that our job is to guess, test, and assess. And there are things that we're going to try and do that aren't going to work. And it doesn't mean anything about you. But we human beings are meaning making machines. And we're always, when we are assessing, sometimes it can be difficult, especially when we are in the thick of it, to assess the actual results. Instead, we're assessing, what does this mean about me? This means I'm, they're going to know I'm a fraud. So when launch goes sideways, you start to feel those, oh, this means I'm a fraud. Or if a client leaves you, they're going to know, see, you start to look at it as evidence of proof that you're not good or that you are an imposter. Another example of pain means pay attention. And it's really important that if you feel these feelings that we don't just press it down and pretend it's not there because pain means pay attention. We have to move through it. But when you operate from this place of that, no matter what happens, no matter what decision I make, I can't get this wrong. When you operate from a place of the universe, the world is always working out in my favor. Everything is working out in my favor. When you can operate from that place and look for the lesson in everything, it will change the game for you. And so when, you're, when things don't go the way that you want them to, doesn't mean anything. It's just a result, just an outcome. You could take a look at the numbers, take a look at what happened, evaluate it, and then change it. Do something different. But when things, when you don't hit your goal, no matter how hard you tried, I get that too. If you're anything like me, I've often used to go, I often used to feel like I'm doing everything right and it's still not working. And I did everything my coach said, but it's still not working. And then you take a moment and you breathe and you get away from the situation. You can start to think, oh, here's an area of opportunity that I can improve on. Oh, this was some technical things. I can improve on this. Oh, I can improve on this messaging. Things start to get better. And when you can detach from the outcomes and you can really evaluate the results and look for the ways and look for the lessons to increase the performance, imposter syndrome will start to go away. So I just wanted to add those two components. I think they're very important when we start to talk about imposter syndrome. And then I will also roll as a best of series the other ways that I work to move through and clear imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. So without further ado, let's roll it. Hello, and welcome back to the PT Profit Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. It's just me. We're going to be hanging out talking all about imposter syndrome. But before we get started, I thought I would just pop in, say hi, and just kind of give you my update. Right now, we are recording on Monday in June, and it is the June of 2020. It is the first day that I am home kid-free. The kids are back in school, and I am having just, I am both excited, but also have that pit in my tummy because I miss them. And then I know that this is going to be the start of just a new normal. 
it's both exciting, but also I have that feeling, but I'm super excited because we're going to be really using the time to create a ton of content. My team and I, we are behind the scenes, really excited because I'm recording this and the podcast isn't live yet, but we have sent it to people who've been early or to clients and also to people who've gotten on the list. And I'm already just blown away by the feedback we've been getting from the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. And it's inspiring me to create a whole bunch of new content that I know is really going to change your life. So I'm super excited about it. I'm really excited for the new direction, the additional direction that B Simpson Fitness is going. So without further ado, let's just dive into the episode. And this one is actually something I'm eager to talk about because it comes up a lot with my clients, but honestly, it's something that I've had to really overcome. And if I'm really being honest with myself and fully transparent with you, it's one of those things that I think held me back from starting what I'm really put here to do. I'm really good at sales. I'm really good at communication. I'm really good at inspiring other people into action and to motivate into action. And I think for the longest time, I did not allow myself to really go down this path because of imposter syndrome. So I think it's really important early on that we just attack it and also to say that it's something that is never going away. And I think it's brain-based and that's going to lead me. It's never going away. And that's because it's really rooted in, in fear, which is brain-based. So that's going to lead me to number one. So when I'm talking about imposter syndrome, I think it's really just important to recognize what it is we're really dealing with. And imposter syndrome is just a fancy way of saying, I'm afraid. And what are you afraid of? You're afraid of judgment specifically. Now, this is something I've had to look at with myself. It's also something I tell my clients right off the bat. Now, I've taught hundreds of classes on sales and in marketing, both online and in person. And this is something that comes up time and time again, which is why we always start with it, is that most people are afraid that they're going to be rejected or you know, if they're going up to new people or they're afraid that they're going to be judged. And Nine times out of 10, I've found that it's not judgment from their clients. It's judgment from their peers. Now, this is something my mentor, one of my mentors said to me that really I've held on to it. And I really remind people over and over again is that the truth about judgment is that we're going to be judged a hundred percent of the time literally a hundred percent of the time, whether it is positive or negative, it is still judgment. And so if you know that, if you know that in your heart that you're going to be judged a hundred percent of the time, why not just do something that you love? Say something that is true. And if you know that analytically, you know that you're going to be judged a hundred percent of the time. Why don't you just do something that you love because you know you're going to get judged anyway. I mean, think about it. Look at, go to Rotten Tomatoes and look at your favorite movie of all time. The movie that you live for. Go and look at the reviews. Chances are you're going to see at least one review that is the complete opposite of your belief. There's nothing on this planet that is 100% positive or 100% negative. There's always going to be someone who agrees and someone who doesn't agree. And that's a good thing because not one person can train or treat all 8 billion people in the world. And so the faster that you can accept that you are going to be judged and know it both positively and negatively and make a decision to do it anyway, the faster you are going to get and see success the faster you are going to get traction, whether it be the lessons that you need or the successes that you want. 
And so the second part of that is while we can understand analytically that this is judgment, we also have to deal with the brain-based component, which is actually the feelings of fear. And now fear is never going away. It's something that will always be there. In fact, just as I hit record, there's nobody here. And I know that I can edit this podcast, but I literally had that feeling that I'm nervous feeling. I get that, right? Fear is never going away. It's brain-based. It is designed to keep us safe. Our brain, well, our habit brain, our reptilian brain, now most of you know this, but our our reptilian brain is sending you urges. Anytime you're making a change, anytime you're doing something different, your habit brain is going to send you a signal and say, this is not safe. And that's where that fear is coming from. And fear, especially when it comes to content creation, program design, any type of thing that you're doing online or in person, it will also hide itself as perfectionism. Perfectionism is just another fancy way of saying, perfectionism is just another fancy way of being in fear, right? I mean, think about it. When you are striving for perfect, just ask yourself, how are you going to know when it's perfect, first of all? And second, what's causing you to want to be perfect. Nine times out of 10, I mean, I can't think of another reason except that you want to get it right. And let's just go, um, I can't think of another reason except for that one, you want to get it right. Meaning, meaning that you want to get it in front of your people, that you want to get it right so that you can't get judged for being wrong or judged for messing up or judged for not helping your client. You also want to get it right or you also want to be perceived as getting it right and perfect in front of your colleagues. So perfectionism is just another fancy way of saying I'm afraid. And I get it. I felt both of those. So what do we do? How do we move past that? Well, first, Step number one, like we talked about today, you just recognize that that's what's causing it. Once you can bring something to the forefront of your brain, you can change it because, you know, we all know this because many people listening to this podcast know that our brain loves automation, that our prefrontal cortex houses all of our analytical left brain chatter, 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 but that the right side of our brain where, uh, but that the right side of our brain where our subconscious lives tends to do a lot, but that our habit brain, that our habits live in the reptilian part of our brain. And so in order to change the habit or to create a new neural pathway in that brain, we need to bring it up to the forefront. We need to analytically know that it's there so that we can change it. So recognizing that this feeling of fear and is this feeling of, so recognizing that we are feeling fear of judgment from our colleagues, from our, our clients, or not even necessarily judgment from our clients, but judgment because we feel like we failed them or judgment because they feel like they don't know, they don't, or judgment from your clients in the sense that they didn't get the transformation that they were promised or think that you got it wrong. So recognizing that that fear exists. The second thing to do when you feel that is you have to acknowledge it and you, we need to acknowledge it and dismiss it. So what I tend to do is say, thank you. When I feel fear, I will thank it. I know that sounds so weird and counterintuitive and a little woo woo, I get it. But listen, that fear urge is coming to you because your brain is trying to protect you. So I say, thank you for protecting me. It is safe for me to put out this piece of content. Uh, So I will say, thank you for protecting me. This is just a habit. This is an urge. This is from my brain. This is no longer who, this does not serve me. Thank you, but this does not serve me. Thank you for protecting me. This does not serve me. I am someone who puts out content 
I am someone with my client's best interest at heart. That's how I move through the fear and do it anyway. The second thing that I will do when it comes to perfectionism, this comes from another one of my mentors, Brandon, where once you can recognize that, is that I've said to myself, 70% 70 is perfect. 100% I've waited too long. And it goes back to the question that I asked earlier, which is how do you know it's going to be perfect? What are you comparing it to? Because the truth is that nothing's ever perfect. Perfect is subjective. Perfect compared to what? That, so that's how I really move through that fear of judgment. One, recognizing that it's there. Two, thanking the urge, thanking that fear signal to keep, for keeping me safe, but, but do it, taking action anyway. And then accepting that 70% is perfect and 100, waiting till you feel like it's 100% perfect, you're just too late especially when it comes to putting your products and service and courses out there because you're not really going to know if it works or if it's effective until the rubber meets the road and until you get it in front of your clients and you start working with your clients on it. That's how you're really going to know. That's when the course will start to come together and develop when you actually have some traction, some feedback from your clients. So the second step in overcoming imposter syndrome is number two, recognizing that you only need to be one step ahead of your ideal client. So this has come up a lot. And in truth, this is something that came up with me too, is that most people that I work with, tend to have what I call the curse of a good coach. It's a curse. It's also a blessing, right? Isn't that true the, of everything without the light? You cannot have the dark. But the truth of the matter is that my coaches and the way that I operate is that I come from this beginner's mindset, this, this understanding, this knowing that science is always changing or that new tactic, tactics and new strategies are out there and that it's not about being the best or finally getting it or arriving. It's about ongoing learning, trying new things, and really coming at coaching from a beginner's mindset, which is a gift. I think that's what is part of, I think that's what's part of being a really good coach. But when it comes to sales and marketing and really putting yourself out there, it can often be our biggest curse and it can often be our biggest limiting factor because it gets easy to get into that thinking of, I'm not good enough. I need to take the next certification or I don't have as many followers as somebody. I, I don't, I'm not as advanced as somebody else. And I, you know, I have no business teaching this because there's someone else that teaches this. This is real feelings that a lot of my clients experience and in truth, what I experience. I'll tell you a story. Just the other day when I first, you know, really just dove into this work, I, uh, one of my mentor, uh, one of my mentors, many mentors, honestly, I have three that I go to. One of my many mentors is James Wedmore, and I'm part of his coaching mastermind, essentially. And I was listening to one of his phone, one of his calls. He was doing an eight-hour, <laughs> to know James is to love him, but he did an eight-hour coaching on the sales page on just one component. He taught eight hour course on how to write a sales page. And I was listening to it. And honestly, I love James. He is a 10. In fact, if you have talked to me at all, honestly, I love James and there's no way you can talk to me without me referencing him and his coaching because he honestly has He's been a huge influencer in my life, in my messaging. He's had a huge impact on me. Someday we'll get him on the podcast. 
Um, so he was teaching this, this eight hour course. And I usually I just eat everything up that he's saying with the spoon. I just love, I always feel inspired after I talk to him. You know, i I feel awesome. This time I didn't. And it was the only time I didn't feel awesome. And it was because I knew that I was making this shift uh, to into marketing. And so I texted him and I said, uh, so I DM'd him and I said to him, James, and I was crying at this point as I'm writing it. And I said, James, sometimes I feel like I'm doing my clients a disservice by learning from me when they can learn from you. And it was hard for me to write that, but I really did feel that. He responded and he said, Beverly, I can't do this alone. Don't look at us as competitors. I'm reading the text right now, but rather as an extension of each other. Use what you learn from me and pass it on. People, your people will resonate with you. I read that and said, thanks coach, you're the very best. But it inspired me because the second that I read, the second that I acknowledged it and said it out loud, first of all, I'm glad that I did because I, if I can't get, I'm an extrovert and so I need to process on the outside of me and with other people. So the fact that I can say it to him and just be honest and say it and it, and the fact that I could say it to him and be honest helps me process it to move through it. But it also was a huge reminder for me that, and because it's something I tell my clients all the time, and I've noticed this even as a trainer, that's like saying only one person in this world can be a trainer. That's just not the case. I could share a story using the exact same wording as you, but it's going to resonate different with your people when you tell it it's going to resonate different with my people when I tell it. And also we talk about this all the time, even though, and also consider that even though we're all humans, if not the same, our skeletal system is very similar, but we look completely different on the outside and we function completely different on the inside. So since that's true, what's causing us to think that one person is going to resonate with all a billion unique individuals? Plus, you and me can go and experience the exact same external circumstance. We could go to the grocery store together we could do every single experience the same, but given our own internal context and our own internal experience, we're going to tell the story of what happened very differently. So it's not a matter of being the best it's not a matter of having a million, 360,000 kajillion followers. It's not a matter of having a ripped six pack and being able to maintain that all year. It's not a matter of having all these awards and accolades that show you're the best. It is a matter of connecting with your ideal client and not and being able to demonstrate that you can change your client's life. That's it. It's easy to get into there's someone else who's doing it better than me and I have no place in in teaching that. But think about it. If you were you, but you just need to be one step ahead of your ideal client first of all and second of all with a service heart, with the intention to help and serve your client. That's really all you need. Because think about it. Would you want to learn how to swim in an ocean in, with live water? 
because I just think about it. Here's a metaphor for you. If you were learning how to swim for the very first time, would you consider, I mean, maybe you would, but chances are you're probably not going to hire the teacher that's about to take you into the ocean with high tides, open water, live water, and teaching you how to swim in the ocean. Probably not. You're probably not going to hire the coach. So it's not a matter of being the best. It's a matter of having the intention and being able to demonstrate that you can change your client's life. Think about it. If it was only about you, you know, and then, and then here's another metaphor for you, because if it was only about you and you were only able to teach someone what you have done or what you have gone through, then does that mean that a personal trainer can only train their same gender? Does that mean that a personal trainer can only train someone that they've experienced, that they've gone through? I look at actors. Does that mean that an actor can't play a role of someone who's been shot unless they've been shot? Does that mean that an actor can't play a role of someone who's living in Africa or living in a different country unless they've lived in that country? No, probably not. Of course not, because it's not about the actor. It's not about the trainer. It's about the client. And when you can approach your work from a place of what can I do for my client today? How can I serve my client? How can I help my client get to the next level or achieve the goal? The rest of the stuff won't matter. It won't matter if you have a six pack because your client might not even want a six pack. Your, it won't matter if you have a six pack or visible abs. Your client might not even want that. Your client cares more about what's in it for me than they do about how you look, what your certifications are, how smart you are, how well you're perceived in the, in the industry. Your client cares about what's in it for me, what's the success, what are my takeaways that I can take away. And then the third way to overcome imposter syndrome so here we go. We're going to get into a little bit of woo and this stuff can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's really important and it's self-esteem, self-worth. I think it goes back to part of being a good coach, the curse of the good coach of coming from a beginner's mindset, which I think is imperative, but you need to look and you need to spend some time and ask yourself, is this because I, you know, I think that those, I think that having that curse of the good coach is really important coming from this place of beginner's mindset. As long as you're checking in with self-worth and self-esteem, are you trying to reach that next certification because you need to prove yourself? Do you feel that you are not worthy? When will you know that you're going to be, when will you know if you're worthy? Now, talking about this stuff is typically what most people don't want to talk about. They're like, oh, this is not important. I'm just going to click off. I don't want to talk about it. But the truth of the matter is that it is the most important thing. It's something I used to teach even in weight loss transformation is coming from a place of loving yourself, loving your body, which most people, it's uncomfortable. This work is uncomfortable. The truth is the same business. Think about it. Look, take a look at the people that you find to be very successful, the people that you look up to, chances are they have a deep conviction. And I'm not talking about arrogance, but they have a very deep conviction on what it is that they are trying to put out in the world. And it's not coming from a place, now you can be humble, you can still practice humility, but be confident in what it is that you're sharing. You can still have that beginner's mindset, but still have conviction and self-worth and self-esteem and not doubt yourself every step of the way.
I'm not talking about being dogmatic and righteous. I mean, I look at my work and sometimes I cringe. I still have moments of being cringy when I first started, you know, even entering the online world and first started, you know, talking about pre-postnatal health. And this was back before I, this was back before I even specialized and really started to study biomechanics. I had tons of certifications that I would hide behind, but I didn't really understand it until much later but oh my gosh sometimes like cringe thinking about thinking about things that i said or things that i posted right i'm not i'm not talking about being right i know, i recognize all the time oh i i was wrong there i thought i was right i thought that i was sharing good information at the time but turns out i learned a lesson it's okay that's a good thing. I said this, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast yet, but I've said it before and I'll keep saying it, is that people want to succeed and they want to su- succeed as fast as possible. But the truth is that you want to get your lessons. You want to fail faster because when you fail or when you're wrong or when you make a mistake, you're going to learn from that. People don't tend to learn from their successes. They learn from their missteps. You might have noticed that I tend not to say the word failure. I don't like that word because I don't believe in failure, really. You're only going to get the lesson that you need or the success that you want. I shared today in one of my groups about how I'm so grateful for all the things that happened in 2018 and 2019, all those struggles, because I know for a fact that I wouldn't be here today without them. So that's going to lead me into number four. But before I leave this point, and I think that I'm not really going into it because I get that it can be icky and uncomfortable, but it's something that you need to spend time with. It's a book that I bought for a couple of my clients. It's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depended On It. It's a short 45-minute read, but the practice is powerful. And when you can practice humility from a place of self-confidence and self-worth, you'll give yourself the permission to be wrong. Because it's not about being right. It's about serving your client. And when you come from that place, when you work from that place, you'll be able to move through imposter syndrome. Because you'll be showing up, giving yourself permission to be wrong and showing up for your people because that's what they need. And then the fifth step, and I did kind of allude to it when I was talking about the fourth, but is gratitude. And I know you hear people saying all the time, have gratitude, practice gratitude. I get it. And you might be thinking, yeah, 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 I'm grateful, but it's easy to say that you're grateful, but but really think about it and look at it. Are you coming from a place where you can say, this is happening for me, not to me? And really get present to the things that you are grateful for. Every, every failed launch that I've had, and I have had many, every $0 earning launch that I've made, I'm grateful for because I would not be here teaching you helping you get past the mistakes that I made, helping you get through the mistakes that I made faster without it. That's why I am grateful for my failures or my lessons every day. And it's easy to get into, oh, yeah, 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 Beverly, I get it. I'm grateful. I'm grateful, but, but this is just really awful right now. Believe me, I get it. I just shared today, 2018 and 2019 were some of the hardest years of my life, both personally and in finances. I get it. I just shared 2018 and 2019 were some of the hardest years of my life. I get it. Last summer, my husband and I were driving back from Michigan and and he, it was 1 a.m. in Ohio. We were somewhere in Ohio and he knocks on my window and he says, Beverly, I'm not sure if we have enough room on our credit card to fill the car with gas. And I said, we'll try anyway. I get choked up when I say that story because it's almost a year later and things have completely shifted. So if you're at the beginning 
And honestly, in less than a year, things have gone completely the other way. We are now in a profit. We've now not only paid off our personal debt, we are in a profit margin in less than a year. So if you're here and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I've got so long to go or I'm right at the beginning, I'm never going to be there, things can change in a dime. And overcoming that imposter syndrome is going to be one of the things that we is going to be one of the things you need to move through in order to get to the other side. So just a quick recap on how to overcome that feeling of imposter syndrome. This is what we talked about today. We talked about number one was recognizing. We talked about number one, recognizing that fear of judgment and moving through it and moving through it by thanking it and moving through it by giving yourself permission to not be perfect. That was number one. Number two, just being one step ahead of your ideal client. It's not about being the best. It's about serving your ideal client. And number three, working from a place of self-worth and self-love, really just getting present to knowing where you are on that. You can both be humble, but come from a place of love and knowing that you are worthy just because you are. And sometimes, and I didn't talk about this and I will do a whole other podcast on this, but sometimes we associate our self-worth to our confidence. Confidence oftentimes comes from competence, knowing that you can do something, but that's actually, that's actually not attached to your self-worth. You're worthy just because you are. Doesn't mean that you achieved something, not because you achieved something or because you did something. I always go to your baby. When you hold your baby for the first time, are you going to say, do you say to your baby, I'll love you when you achieve something, when you get your client a success, when you get your first client? No. Are you going to tell that baby you'll only be worth something when you get a job? Chances are no. And number four, getting present to gratitude, gratitude in yours, both your struggles, your successes, and your lessons. That will help you move through imposter syndrome. And when you move through imposter syndrome, you'll be able to help more people. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.